1: And greetings. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show podcast edition here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. My name is Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. We'd love it if you joined us too. Here's how. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, at Steve Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. And we just wrapped up today's television show for CRTV. Let's give the audience a preview of what's coming up later on today. Todd, I'll start with you.
0: I learned that having Mitt Romney back in the game... Uh, is not going to be fun at all. It's um, It never was fun to begin with. And every time it comes back, it's, it just has another layer of ooze on top of it. Um, unpleasant.
2: Aaron? Yeah, Mitt Romney is reason number 5,899 why President Trump is going to be president for ebbs. <laughs>
1: If you want to watch today's CRTV show, CRTV.com, promo code DACE. And that's how you'll get a discounted subscription, not just to get access to our show, but like the good shows we do. Uh, The great one, Mark Levin, Michelle Malkin, and more. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. And also... If you're not yet a subscriber to our podcast here on Westwood One on iTunes or Stitcher, we would appreciate it if you would consider doing so, uh, and in, and even leaving us a, a positive review if you like us. If you don't, then you know we wouldn't ask you to lie. But if you do like us, uh, you know leaving reviews adding your name to uh, the number of subscribers. You know, there are so many podcasting options nowadays and when people are going through the list of what they should try for the first time and they see, hey, this one is really liked and it has this many four or five star reviews, it does help them to think it's worth giving it a shot. Right? So, that's how you can help us help you. We would greatly appreciate that. Thank you
2: very much. Yeah, seriously. That that does I, I keep track of this stuff and it really does help uh, when you leave a review you, and then you share it with your friends as well. If you've got somebody who wants to be in the know or stay in the know and is interested in worldview and theology, all the stuff that we are interested in, we talk in uh, talk about and you're interested in, share it with somebody who's like-minded as well that really does, all of those types of things, really helps us.
1: It is a Pop Culture Tuesday here on the podcast and last week we did a podcast where we predicted what was going to be in Black Panther. And, and we laid out how Wonder Woman had a lot of this same hype, politically correct hype. Uh, there were a lot of people on the left projecting things would be in the movie, that it would be some sort of feminist homage. Uh, and, and a lot of people on the right predicting that the movie would not be that good. And it, the left would just say it was because it was their political agenda, right? We talked about yes. that debate waged in the weeks uh, leading up to its release. And it's very similar to what has gone on in the weeks leading up to Black Panther. And then, of course, Wonder Woman comes out. It's not an homage to feminism. Uh, it's actually an homage to femininity and traditional Judeo-Christian sexual ethics, complementarianism, uh, gender identity, etc. And so both sides were wrong. And, by the way, it is a great movie. <laughs> even in and if it's, even if it, aside from whatever ideology it puts forth. We predicted on our podcast last week the same thing would happen with Black Panther. I even made an extra prediction. And I remember when I made this prediction, Todd, you were like, ooh. I predicted on our podcast last week that... Kilgore, who's one of the main villains, and Black Panther would essentially be a takeoff of the civil rights debate between the allies of Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And that Kilgore would be the Malcolm Xian figure, violence for violence, anger for anger, hatred for hatred. And Martin Luther King Jr. would be the spirit animal of Black Panther uh, in that racists suck, social injustice is wrong, but righteous cultural engagement is the antidote. Do you guys remember those conversations we had last week? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've seen the movie. You guys have not yet seen it, right? No. Uh, that's, I'm sorry, but I'm going to spoil it for you because there's no way we can do our show today without doing it. So You guys had a, a three-day weekend. You chose not to see it, so I'm the victim here. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it.
0: So. moving on Alright. <laughs> <Now, laughs> the rest
1: of you who have not yet seen the film and you don't want it, there's no way we can do our jobs today without spoiling it alright so the rest of you that have not yet seen the film and you don't want us to spoil it you might want to bookmark this podcast leave for now and then come back to it later after you've watched the movie okay alright so I'm going to give you the count of three. One, two, three. All right, still with us? Okay, you have been warned. See, Todd and Aaron, I pay them to sit here and have the movie spoiled for them. I'm not paying the rest of you, so I'm going to give you fair warning. You guys are just... There's nothing you can do. You're trapped, essentially. I'll use that money to go watch the spoiled movie. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: by and large, I am correct. Um, Which wh- was backed up by... A review in National Review, no less. They basically, after you did the, we did the podcast. Mm-hmm. They wrote something almost verbatim in line with your prediction.
1: Yeah, th- that is the exact dynamic between Kilgore and Black Panther. I mean, it is the exact, the exact dynamic. It is a very good movie. It is not the best movie Marvel has ever made, and and I'm not just getting that from, uh, you know. Uh, politically correct movie reviewers. Um, you know, a good buddy of mine who does a fanboy podcast down in Nashville, Tennessee, sent me a... He went to the 6 o'clock Thursday night showing, and as soon as he got out, he texted me, that might be the best comic book movie I've ever seen. It's not. It's really good. It's It's on par with Marvel's other origin films of Captain America, Thor, Ant-Man, but it's nowhere near as good of a film as Captain America... Uh, the Winter Soldier, which I think is the best movie Marvel has made so far. It, it's not as good as the first Avengers film. It's better than the second Avengers film. I mean, I, it's a really good movie. It would not shock me. That, you know, we haven't seen... We have, It's February, so we don't know how strong of a movie a year it will be for films yet Till we get to December. I could see it being on top ten lists, but it's nowhere near as good as Get Out, by the way. If, if we're talking about racial politics, which of course play a role in the film. But here's why I think the film is pretty good and not great. I'm going to shock you when I say this, okay? It's not political enough. I said it. Yeah. Right-wing white boy just said Black Panther wasn't political enough. It it had the it it, it had the Let me put it this way. Runners are on base in scoring position. Um you're down by 1. So even though the bases are loaded, you don't have to hit the ball over the fence. You just got to bring two of those runners home, okay? And it decides, rather than swinging for the fences and risking a strikeout, I'm going to lace a nice hard line drive in the gap that's going to bring that runner from second base home, and we're going to win the game. Do you get the analogy I'm drawing here? Of course. That's what the movie is. It's really good. But there there was a chance... To, to do Get Out as a superhero movie. And it it didn't do it doesn't do that.
0: What do I mean by that? You can hardly blame them though. I course. don't no, yeah. I, I
1: don't blame them. And listen yeah you know what I'm glad you bring that up. Let me let me ease back off the gas pedal for a second because that ain't my $200 million I put up to make a movie expecting to get an ROI. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm not, I'm not. I, my name's not in the producer credit, meaning that's my money that they spent to make the movie. All right? And, um, and if it blows up in the faces, we're all fired because I'm pissed off that I just, you, you made the first Marvel movie that alienated people, right? You're right. I, I'm not blaming them for it. And, and it's possible they didn't quite recognize really what they had until it was over. Because the best part of the movie is the dynamic. Well, the two best parts of the movie is the dynamic between Black Panther and his younger sister. That's, that's great stuff. And the, and the female characters, by the way, are better written and better acted. They overshadow the male, the two dominant male roles in the film. And that's not a criticism. It's an observation. I mean, most of the best scenes of this movie, one of the one of the key female leads is in that scene. Um, but most of what we see Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X Kilgore and Black Panther doing in this movie is hitting each other. Almost every time they're in the movie together, they're hitting each other. I wanted I wanted to hear. Them further give us the motivations for their for the two approaches they're taking because I think that we are in a culture right now where we are struggling. Are are there racists on the right? Yeah. Are there Marxists who hate America on the left? Yeah. But in between these two forces that are pulling at us right now. There's a lot of Americans of very ide- various ideological persuasions that are trying to figure out what is the healthy way to have these disagreements. Is it still possible to have them in a healthy way? Can we do the can, you know it used to be when you and I were growing up Todd the America people used to say about America it's a melting pot they don't always get along they often disagree but whenever they're faced with an external enemy they come together right True. okay are are we all confident that that would still happen I don't
0: know I'm the I'm certain it won't
1: might it depend on who the external enemy is I mean right now there's a segment of America that has more sympathy for islamists than they do for that's the religious freedom of bakers no. and florists, etc. But how many people is that? We don't really know. We don't know. We agree America is as divided as it's been in many, many moons. But we don't know how many people that represents.
0: However that many people is, though, they can amplify their voice like never before. Because of
1: where they are placed in a culture. I agree. And that's why I wanted to see that confrontation between these two characters, I wanted to see more of it. I wanted, I I think they needed to engage each other more. Because while this is clearly a racial archetype to the civil rights movement, which is, Stanley created this character as 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 an as in as as an influence as as an inspiration to that era this has a broader construct beyond even racial identity politics essentially on every single issue now they're going to cut taxes you're going to die they're going to give control of the internet back to the private enterprise you're going to die you know what i'm trying to yeah everything's death everything is Kilgore at the end of the movie decides he would rather instead of facing the consequences for his actions Black Panther offers offers him a hand offers him reconciliation after he's defeated and he decides rather than accept the consequences for for his actions he chooses death everything causes death we're all going to die over everything. How many Americans are really like that? See, I don't think it's a lot, guys. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there's a lot of Americans that that, that know the Apostles' Creed, okay? I'm not doing what the left is doing right now, I, assuming that if everybody isn't a right-winger, that must mean they're a Marxist. I'm not assuming that. I'm not assuming everybody that's not a communist must be William F. Buckley, spirit anim- spirit children. I'm not assuming that. I'm just assuming that human beings are complex creatures and we can't put everybody in a box. And sometimes really bad people get get really good things right and sometimes really good people get really bad things wrong. And sometimes you're going to agree with people you disagree with now and you're going to disagree with people later you agree with at this moment. And we're trying to figure out as a culture, we used to mask one of the lost art of Americana is our cultural political debates were how we used to settle matters in a schoolyard as boys. When it got too heated, somebody threw a punch. Depending on how good the first punch was, there might be a counterpunch or two. And eventually blood was drawn. Someone would say uncle because they got the best of you in this fight. And then what would happen at the schoolyard tomorrow? We're back to being classmates again. And then it gets too heated again, we'll have to settle it that way again. That's how we used to kind that was a metaphor for how we kind of used to settle these things. But now we are in this perpetual state of conflict with no resolution, it seems. And everything is, everything is politicized at all times. And you know we have no safe spaces. Instead, we're bastardizing that term to mean I'm safe from anybody with an alternative viewpoint. And Black Panther comes up to the edge of that. And then decides at the end, nah. And just kind of gives you a, a, a superhero, a typical superhero movie, that's really what it is. It, actually, the, the urban um, hip-hop cool factor that's in the trailers is actually not really in the film at all. You know, like when you watch the trailer to Thor, Ragnarok mm-hmm. the way they were using the Zeppelin immigrant song right. and the, they gave you a whole stranger things vibe with you know acid rock If you, you guys all saw Thor Ragnarok right no not yet you haven't seen it yet no gosh you, stop doing soccer be an American Todd you're killing me over here alright um
0: but you realize Thor's from another planet right?
1: <laughs> and he's a Norse god right <laughs> he's like Scandinavian you realize that Dace right <laughs> Nothing says American like Loki. <laughs>
0: yeah, actually, that's about as true as anything these days. <laughs> oh, uh, touche, my friend. Touche.
1: Um, when you finally get around to seeing Thor Ragnarok, you're going to see the vibe that's in the trailers is exactly the vibe you get in the movie. It's The movie is cool. I can't wait. I think it's coming out soon on DVD. Yeah. I mean, when the movie's over, you're like, I wish I went to this school. The kids at this school are so cool. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that cool vibe that's in the Ragnarok trailer, you're like, yeah. That's what the movie's like. That cool kind of edgy hip-hop, the revolution will not be televised. That's Like, none of that's in this movie. None of it is. So they really tap into that kind of, you know, cool vibe, urban vibe in the trailer. Eh, there's really not much of that in the movie, actually. Um, it's, it's, it's much more of a conventional superhero film than I was expecting it to be Wakanda is a country that is fighting whether or not to accept refugees why why are they fighting whether or not to accept refugees because they have figured out how to, how to harness their natural resources to create a technologically advanced civilization that is frankly for lack of a better term, exceptional and distinct, surrounded by countries who have not, for various reasons, figured out how to do so. And therefore, their concern is if we bring in all these people from these countries that I believe a president of the United States recently referred to as blank holes, um, what does that do to the distinctiveness of our way of life?
0: Does that sound familiar? Is it? I need to know. And by supply, the way, at the end, it,
1: of, the, at the end it, of the movie, they don't take in the refugees. Instead, you know what they decide to do at the end of the movie? Instead of importing their neighbor country's problems, he decides he's going to export. I'm not making this up. He's going to export what they've learned in their way of life to other nations. We're not, not going to. We're not. You know, we're not. We're, we're not bringing the PLO. Into the streets of Amman, Jordan. No, if you guys are interested in how we what we do with this vibranium and how it helped us to modernize our society, we'll teach you what we did, and you can stay where you're at. And we are where we're at. And God bless you. You know. But at the end of the movie, they they do not you know just open the doors for floods of refugees. They essentially decide they're going to bring freedom and democracy to the Middle East, guys. That's that's what happens at the end. And he gives the speech at the UN. By the way, is when is what the Black Panther does. Because he's the king of Wakanda now, his father's dead.
0: This is so explicitly antithetical to everything progressivism. I know That's it fun. is.
1: I'm not. Go see the movie for yourself. I'm not making any of this up. And and you know it, it refers to you know there, one of the, the the one of the the white guy Everett Ross, who's the uh, uh, agent from Captain America: Civil War. He's in this movie, plays a prominent oh, supporting role. You're talking about
0: Frodo, yeah,
1: Bilbo, Bilbo, yeah they jokingly referred to him as uh, uh, he, one of the colonizers because he's a white guy from uh, Western European descent. That is essentially the extent of its um, of its wokeness. That's essentially the extent of it. Um, Malcolm X's character, Kilgore, is so principally Afrocentric that He actually has to align with a white criminal named Claw, who, if you know your Black Panther comic, is a comic is essentially Black Panther's arch enemy. And in the original comic, he's who kills his father. Okay, Uh, he doesn't die in a bombing, like in Captain America: Civil War. Uh, He, you know, um, he is killed by Claw, Um, and so that's what makes him the arch enemy. Uh, Kilgore actually has to um, align with a white guy named Claw in order to get enough into the criminal underworld that he can eventually get vengeance on Wakanda for and I, and I won't totally spoil for you why he wants vengeance on Wakanda um except to say the sins of the father and so it's not a, it's not he doesn't want vengeance on Malcolm X doesn't want vengeance on on the world because of social justice uh, or he's not Antifa. He's a kid um, who grew up in a single home. It's, boy, it's Boys in the Hood, guys. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. I mean, that movie? It's Boys in the Hood. His dad died. And he's got a hole in his heart as a result of that. And he thinks that what happened to his father was unjust. And someone has to, and that's what, that's what drives him to his, he is driven to his radicalist Malcolm Xian view of racial politics, not because he got hooked up with uh, the nation of Islam in prison, like Malcolm X did, uh, but because he's another kid who got radicalized because he came from a broken home. Does that sound familiar? I'm not, see the film for yourself. Everything I have told you is true.
0: Our public schools would be infinitely more healthy places if we replaced half of the curriculum with Marvel movies.
1: <laughs> Marvel's Civil War... I'm sorry, Marvel's Winter Soldier might have had the most intelligent debate I've seen in America about preemptive war, libertarian... or civil liberties, yeah. okay? You might be onto something, okay? You, you might... You might be, the idea of... Speaking,
0: that's the coolest school. I want to go to that
1: school. You know, uh, what is Age of Ultron? The creation of artificial intelligence, the idea that an all-powerful surveillance state and the backlash that goes against that, you you might be onto something with that. They they, they might do the most fair-minded, even-handed, thorough discussion of issues, contemporary issues facing America than any institution currently, church or state, at work in the culture today.
0: You'd be headmaster at that school, wouldn't I could,
1: you? I, I, I could be your Dumbledore. I'm in. I'm in on that. <laughs> except unlike, we... uh, you know, with J.K. Rowling's, uh ex post facto agate prop, I like chicks. You know, so as long as I can still like chicks, I'll, I'm your Dumbledore. I'll even try to grow that beard or you just, you know, glue it on me. I'm in.
0: Well, since we're not getting anywhere on our T-shirt idea, maybe we should go with this charter school idea. I think that's something.
1: So, you know, I, I saw, gosh, this is the second time I have disagreed. I, I always feel like I'm wrong when I disagree with Shapiro. You know, because like he saw all these radical politics and stuff. I didn't, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going soft. It could be, he's, he's a good 10, 15, year, you know, 10 years younger than me. So maybe I'm getting to that you know, age where I kind of want to just settle down and not argue as much. It's possible I'm getting soft in my old age. I did not see a film that was an homage to leftist politics at all. This, this is, the, the, the Malcolm X villain is not converted to a, a, a hyper-leftist Antifa view of history because he read a Howard Zinn novel. And um, he he was drawn he was drawn to iconoclastic views because of how unfairly his father was dealt with and killed. He's got the classic daddy wound. How many boys of our era, and these men of our generation, um, they're Gen Xers. Um, um, how many men of our era could be are in the same exact story, same exact tale? Wakanda, Wakanda recognizes that ultimately it has a role to play to whom much is given, much is required. It has a role to play in, 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 in making a better world, but it does not believe the solution to making a better world is to open its borders and just let, let them be a sieve for the undesirables and uneducated of the rest of the world. But instead, they actively seek to export their technological advances to people in the countries where they currently are that's that's essentially what you know that's how we used to do American exceptionalism we used to promote freedom and democracy things of that nature um I mean i, the, I didn't I don't didn't see this outside of re- using the word colonizer twice i you know I this isn't this isn't a radical movie guys I, I'm not really sure with some people on the right who are claiming otherwise I'm, I'm not sure what movie they watched but that doesn't mean I'm wrong I'm, I'm right I could be wrong maybe I'm getting soft I, I always have to open up that possibility I'm getting older now
0: I didn't read Shapiro's uh, post I missed it is there one specific example that, that stuck out to you I mean no
1: he gave several that- examples that let me put it this way Do I think they likely intended the examples Ben gave to be their SJW street cred, okay? Yeah. But I'm going to look at what the movie actually is rather than what it says it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Mitt Romney and Donald Trump can tell me they're conservatives too. I'm not going to go by what they say. Hmm. I'm going to look at what they actually do. So the movie can the movie can drop can cutely drop colonizer in there whenever it. Well, I don't care if it. I don't care if the movie uses colonizer 80 times and it uses it actually twice. I counted. I don't care if it uses it 80 times. I'm going to look at what the music movie actually does, not what it actually says. Boys in the Hood. I went saw that movie opening night. That was my high school hip hop phase, right? Go watch that movie again. It can Lawrence Fishburne can give that great <laughs> speech talking about how white America and everything else. I don't care about any of that. Because I'm not motivated by racial identity politics. I'm not gonna be, I'm not going to be the reverse of Antifa. I'm not a white nationalist. I don't sit around wondering at night, why isn't there a white entertainment television? That's not me. I think the antidote to racial identity politics, the only way to win the game is not to play. I'm not going to play the game. They want me to play the game so they can continue playing their game. I'm not going to play. Tapping out of that game. My kingdom, the kingdom I belong to is not of this world. So you're welcome to play that game. I'm in another game. I'm in this world, but not of it. I don't play that game. Because Boys in the Hood, Lawrence Fishburne give all the political leftist speeches from a Dr. Harry Edwards, you know, speech at Cal Berkeley he wants. What is the movie Boys in the Hood really about? What it's really about is fathers abandoning their sons and Fishburne's great lament, in the middle of his Harry Edwards homage, his great lament is he takes his son, Doughboy. No, Doughboy's the other kid, Ice Cube's I, kid.
0: I don't remember his name. No, oh,
1: I can't remember. Cuba Gooding Jr., the, his son's name. He, he shows Cuba Gooding Jr., we don't own that store. We don't own that gas station. What is he lamenting the loss of? Capitalism and private enterprise. So I don't care what names they call me. Sticks and stones can break my bones. I know some of you do, man. I know some of you lose your poop over that. And you're out there cheering Laura Ingram. Yeah, LeBron James, shut up and dribble. Good luck. You know what? That's how you're going to lose your country is participating in that crap. I'm glad crap. you
0: mentioned that. That was brutal.
1: They want you to play that game. You lose by playing the game. You lose. Even when you're right, you've lost by playing don't play the game. Instead, turn the game on them. So, so after she so go to, walk up to John Singleton and say, So if I get your movie right, after Lawrence Fishburne is done going off on white conservative Republican America, your solution is more dads and more market economics and private enterprise. That's your solution. I'm in. I don't care. I don't give a you can call me whatever you want. Hell, you can call me Shirley. I don't care. Call me whatever you want. If your solution to societal problems are better dads and more, and more commerce and private enterprise, I'm in. I'll wear whatever sign you want. I don't care about any of that crap because I'm not of this world. My identity is not tied up in what you think about me. I'm more interested in what you believe about what you think the solutions are. And and they can throw all their little wokey nods and winks in Black Panther all they want. In the end, the villain is driven to radicalization because his dad was... He lost his dad. And he's got a soul wound from it. How... You don't have to be any kind of race or ethnicity or even religion to identify with that story. I identify with that story. I had the same wound. Don't participate in the game. Turn it off. Don't get clickbaited into helping people who hate America destroy what's left of it. And no, I don't believe everybody who disagrees with me hates America. I believe we are assuming that's true. And that's how you destroy your country. Are there leftists who want to destroy America? Yes. And that's why if you play along with their tactics, it is the metaphor I have given how many times since the rise of Trump. We are dropping nuclear bombs on our neighbor's yard. And yes, we got them. And then eventually the fallout ends up where we are at. The only way to win the game here is not to play. Final thoughts, Todd and Aaron go.
2: Said on Friday, uh two take takeaways from the week. And I think this should just be, I don't know, written on our wall somewhere. Choose your battles. That's that's basically that's basically what we're talking about. No matter no matter um where you are or what situation you find yourself in yeah, and when you're talking about cultural or political or fa- any, any issue, you have to pick and choose your battles uh, wisely. Uh, otherwise, you're going to turn into Laura Ingram. Just shut up and dribble. That, that's what you'll turn. You'll fight in every battle and lose the war. And I think that's what you're talking about as well. Not getting into playing every single game that they want to put at, uh, put put uh, put on the table. Don't don't do that. Choose your battles wisely.
0: Todd, and it's another uh, lesson for Hollywood. The plot being what it was, uh, and to the degree I was on Facebook, I I just haven't seen any level uh, intense level of discussion uh, from the left for a couple reasons. Uh, this doesn't fit their narrative and then this was a huge success at the box office so they just can't call us a bunch of racists uh, for not going. So Hollywood once again the recipe is obvious. America came together around, this takes place in America, in Africa but it's a really good American story and the reason it's a good American story because America hearkens to transcendent Ideas that are meant, as you say in the movie, for all people. Uh, We're we're willing to play uh, ball, Hollywood. We're willing to have the discussion. The question is, are you?
1: Well, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. That'll do it for today's podcast here on Westwood One. Don't forget the show on CRTV. We get into the latest in the Mueller investigation and a lot of news from over the weekend, including the fakest news, the so-called Romney-Trump feud. Don't believe any of it. It's all fake Watch that today at CRTV.com promo code DACE. Until tomorrow, John
0: 317. This is Steve Dace. I like you.